This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Kalmar. <laughs> I'm the thing that goes bump in the night. I'm Shannon. And this is our podcast number... <laughs> episode number one. I'm sorry. I'm all confused. Adam got me confused. Christine did a little ha-ha thing. Mickey Mouse. And I don't know what words are. And this is only the 131st time that we've done this. So apparently, sure. you know, I'm still an amateur. Amateur. So. <laughs> Anyway, this is the podcast that we do. It's called Radio Free Galaxy. My name is Travis, and we're going to talk about some stuff. Hooray! One of those things that we're going to talk about is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Ah! Yay! I was waiting for... I paused for applause there. <laughs> oh, that's what that hand gesture was. I thought it was celebration. Well, I thought it know. was something completely else. It's not PG rated. And then after that, we are going to talk about the brand new Willow series streaming on Disney Plus. We've watched the first three episodes and we will talk about it. But first, to start the show off, Christine, you know, you and I, we live uh, very strange lives. We used to have, you know, regular jobs just like everybody else. Go to work every day, drink your coffee, commute. I hate this commute. uh, Driving in the snow. Honk, honk. You know, we used to do all that shit. And then the pandemic came around and was like, hey, fuckers, take this. And we were like, ah. And so uh, we got laid off from our respective uh, jobs. And, you know, I already had a hobby uh, selling on eBay and uh, things like that. So we transitioned that into our full-time careers. (laughs) Careers. My monocle is out. By by careers, I mean um, we, you know, go rummage through dead people's stuff at estate sales mostly. And then we sell it and we smoke weed all day and take long, luxurious naps in the afternoon and play with our cats. Hey, it's goals. Yeah, our, our co-workers are I don't remember that you're too busy to do something when I talk to you in the afternoon, motherfucker. Dude, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm very no, busy. You I just do it in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best office outfit. I work very hard. We, 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 have, to, we, we have to be very self-motivated because we do not have a boss, but clearly we have been making it work for a couple I, years. I mean, don't get it twisted, Travis. Shannon or I or both of us separately but simultaneously mm-hmm. could also be working in our underwear because we work from home and we work yes. in IT. Right. Although I guess Shannon uses her webcam for Teams calls way more than I do, so I mean, maybe she might not want to. Plus, cats trying to jump up and climb on you might be a bad idea for her. Fair enough. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Really so I'm not jealous of that part. No. The, the long, luxurious naps, go fuck yourself. Long. <laughs> I mean, like, daily. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't get my nap... I'm cranky. I'm cranky as fuck. Like, you I'm You do not want to see him cranky. No. I'm, I'm mad. Um, I might actually hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, right oh, after don't. lunch. Like, right yeah. after lunch, that, that, like, natural time when you want to take a nap... I knocked the fuck yep. out. I knocked the fuck out. And so, then... Adam, I think we need to hop in the car <laughs> and go right. smack them both. Uh, just, just come on over by me, pick me up, because mm-hmm. my car is parked for the mm-hmm. night, and uh, we'll go get some we'll get some ice cream or something beforehand, mm-hmm. and then we'll stab in the eye with the fucking, with the cones, because... You could do that, but I'll just be laughing myself to sleep tomorrow when I'm taking my long, luxurious <laughs> nap. You'll be dead. Long You'll be taking a dirt nap. Naps. 
Anyway, so that's a little preface to our story. So what we do is, you know, a lot of people who do uh, eBay or reselling online, they do different things. Like some people go to thrift stores. We do that too. But really the big hauls come from estate sales. The big, and, and that's our specialty. We like going to estate sales. That's where you find the biggest collections of things. You don't find just one thing like you do at a uh, thrift store. You, you tend to find somebody's entire collection and buy that. And mm-hmm. It's it's just, I prefer doing it that way. Uh, it's a weird life, but I, lo- I love it. Anyway, uh, so we're generally like on Craigslist a lot and on uh, statesales.org and on Facebook Marketplace, like every day, like searching for that one thing that just pops up. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll see on Facebook Marketplace, somebody will post that, oh, um, everything, you know, this house is foreclosing and everything and it's like free, come get it all. And we'll go and just fill the car with some people's yep. stuff. So anyway, I was on Facebook Marketplace this week. It was what, like Wednesday or something yeah. like that. And I saw an ad on Facebook Marketplace and it was, um, we've got this house and it's just filled with stuff. Uh, and the house is about to be foreclosed on. Come make an appointment, rummage through our stuff, and then leave a donation is basically what they said. So I made an appointment for Thursday uh, in the afternoon for us to go over there uh, with our friend Bob. He likes to tag along because he likes looking for old VHS tapes and other media and stuff. So he came along with us. And uh, on the way there, we're like wondering, you know, like from the pictures that we saw, like what kind of people are these going to be? What kind of situation are we going to walk into? You never know. And in this kind of situation, when it's not in a formal estate sale, when people are just allowing you to go through a house, like why is all this stuff still there? Mm-hmm. Why are they not having an estate sale? Like what what is the real reason here? And Christine, like, put out the suggestion, well, maybe they're junkies. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they are, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> and so we got there, and um, Christine probably wasn't that far off no, uh, no. From, from the people that we met when we got there. But um, first they had us go through their garage, and the garage was just packed to the brim. Apparently um, what had happened was these were the grandchildren of the man who had owned the home and he had passed away some time ago. And basically now the the two grandchildren were squatting in the house and the house was going to be foreclosed on. And so they were trying to sell off some of the family's like pack ratted stuff uh, as best as they could without having a formal estate sale. Uh, they, they looked like they had some issues, so they probably weren't up to running a formal estate no. sale. So uh, anyway, we were going through the garage, and it was just stuff everywhere. We were finding a lot of great stuff, though, a lot of pre-recorded VHS tapes from the 80s and 90s with uh, tons of cartoons on them. Those, those things sell for a ton of money. And, you know, other, other things, we were finding old board games and just a, a lot of stuff. And then they had a shed that we went through. And then eventually they invited us into the house and uh, Bob was still digging through one of the sheds and me and Christine went in the house and the guy gave us a warning right before we walked in. Uh, He said, well, um, we have free roaming rabbits in the house, uh, so you just have to watch out for them and there's like only one room they can't go in, uh, but the rest of the house pretty much belongs to them so we walked into this house and um to say that there were free roaming rabbits in the house was really an understatement yeah. the, the house belonged to the rabbits it was, okay it was basically walking into a giant rabbit pen yeah yeah if you were gonna walk into a, a rabbit cage the size of a ranch home a large ranch home uh, with only one room that they couldn't go into. That's what we walked into. So not only that, but it was also a hoarder house. So, I mean, there was stuff piled, like, almost to the ceiling in every room. And then there was rat, or not rat poop, uh, rabbit poop all over the floor. And hay. Hay so as well. Much so, hay. so there's hay everywhere. And then, but 
it was just two rabbits. I, you're thinking as I'm telling this story that, oh, there's probably like 50 rabbits. In. No, it's only two rabbits that have the run of this entire house. And as, as gross and deplorable as the conditions were, these were the two most well taken care of, like happiest, most precocious yes. little rabbits that <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And they were so delighted to see us, and they had the most luxurious fur. They they looked really happy and well fed, and and every box that we moved in the house, they wanted to like look in the corner, and they were like all looking for pets and the head from us and stuff like that. And but um, it was wild, right, Christine? Oh, dude, it was absolutely insane because like there was just a narrow enough amount of area you could walk through, but. Every area was covered in rabbit poo and hay. And the thing is, I have a knack for putting my mask on everywhere I go because of situations like this. Because the thing is, these are the houses that are going to have some of the best stuff. But also, like, you're trying to hold back your disgust of, oh, my God, what the fuck did I walk into? And then, of course, I got these two cute little rabbits, like, trying to, like, hustle me around. And I'm like... (laughs) Like, okay, I, I'm very perplexed. Like, these rabbits are super cute, and they want to, like, play, but they're they're nasty everywhere else in here. Yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah, it was a really strange book. You know, I mean, for anyone else, there's a reason why uh, no Dude, one had gone and gotten their stuff. <laughs> rabbits are rodents. Like, yeah. they're just pretty rats. I mean, yeah. and not to bag on rats, because yeah. most rats are actually pretty awesome, too. Yeah. But, like... It was something, Adam. It was something, dude. If you have well, any, it didn't sadly, stink in there. It was really weird because it did not stink in there, but it was very hard to breathe. It was like, yeah. It was very humid in there, and it was very hard to breathe. Um, I yeah, even with a mask on. We were in there for what, like ten minutes or so. Like it, we weren't in there for long, but the thing is, like sometimes you gotta go into places like this, and it yeah. was like, well, now we know why no one has touched any of this stuff because if you would have walked into this house, like you would be like, nope. Yeah. Nope, not yeah. doing it. Yeah, it was it was wild. We could have, if, if it hadn't been that kind of condition, we yeah. could have searched through that house, like, for hours. But, like, after 10 minutes, I was like, dude, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> like, I was like, I'm surprised I've been in here this long. Yes. I think I'm going to politely see myself out and mm-hmm. pay for whatever I got out of the garage mm-hmm. and just be done with this. Um Man, you guys, it was, yeah. I, even the story can't properly. And then, and then I'm walking out, and Bob's about to walk in. I'm like, he took one look at my face, and I, he was like, I was like, nah, don't, <laughs> don't go don't, in there, buddy. Don't, do it, <laughs> don't go in. He's like, okay, I'll take your advice. <laughs> yeah, you uh, took one for the team already. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah, man. There might be stuff in there, but I think you're good. Yeah. Uh, it was quite an experience. Uh, when you get that kind of intimate look into how some people live it can be saddening and shocking and also hilarious all, all at the same time yes uh you know it's just but that just kind of comes with our job and our territory you're going to see a lot of very obscure weird and sometimes kind of scary situations but you just kind of got to go with it and it's like at the end when we were done it's like we are not anywhere near as horrified as we should be over the situation <laughs> that we just went into yeah like, we all, because we we got a lot of really cool stuff yeah. from that house uh christine got a highlander promotional jacket from the Highlander TV show, it says it's embroidered with Highlander on it, and it says there can be only one on the back. Super, super, super cool, rad. right? Holy cow! And she got it. For, you got it for almost nothing, like I, maybe a dollar or two. Basically, I gave twenty bucks because I know it's gonna do them you got, more. You than gave me. him twenty bucks for everything. Yeah, that I you didn't took. have much, yeah. but I was like, dude, look, that movie's gonna do more for you guys than it's gonna do for me. And right. it's like, hey, you let me rummage through your stuff. I right. appreciate that, even with the terrifying bunny cage walk-in or whatever like you know hey that's cool yeah that's cool yeah it was it was bizarre we got a lot of great stuff but uh it was very sad and also hilarious at the same time and i still want to do more of it i know know. (laughs) (laughs) it didn't put me off at all (laughs) (laughs) nope yeah we've walked into some crazy situations anyway uh that's our little fun thing that happened to us this week Let's talk about the Guardians of the... Now, now to completely change directions, let's talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We watched it this week. In fact, Christine and I just got done watching it today. Uh, little, 
little special thing that well, it's not slackers. It's just I like to watch things sometimes. You know, you have all right this before time in the week. I'm busy, Adam, being self-motivated, <laughs> running through rabbit cages. Uh, yeah. And taking luxurious <laughs> fucking naps in the afternoon. Long, luxurious naps. Don't, not just luxurious, long, luxurious It's naps. in our contract. It's in our contract, yeah. Um, <laughs> fringe benefits. <laughs> fringe. Uh, yeah, we watched it. murder, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> kill, 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 die, die, die. We watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday we did. special. And um, it's a thing that just popped up in the last couple of weeks on Disney Plus, directed by James Gunn. I'm sure they shot it at the same time that they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, I'm a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy series. I'm a big fan of James Gunn. I think he can almost do no wrong. He even makes me like uh, franchises that I really don't care about. You know. Um, and I thought this was fun. I thought it was fun. I, I thought a little bit of it was a little forced. Some of the jokes were a little forced, as Guardians of the Galaxy can be at times. Uh, but overall, it was it was short enough. It it was it had some funny jokes. It was heartwarming. I mean, I, I don't see any reason to shit on it for some of the flaws that it had. It was cute. I mean, what do you want? You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it had Kevin Bacon in it. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon was adorable. He looks fantastic. Of course he does. He's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was great. What did you think of it, Christine? I thought it was cute for a holiday special. I mean, if it came up again on, like, you know, a holiday special running for all day, I'd probably watch it again. Because, I mean, I did enjoy the Kevin Bacon and a the Kevin Bacon-ness of it. Yes. <laughs> Adam, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I thought it was fun. I yeah. mean, it's not going to be like on my gotta-watch-it-every-year list. No. It was worth watching it once. Yeah. Um, it's a normal, usual Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody but Peter Quill take on their what they understand of Peter Quill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, I yeah. was glad. I, like At first, I'm like, oh, man, please don't let it be this fucking animated like how it starts out the whole yeah. way through, right? Because right. I was gonna be like, I am gonna shit all the fuck over. This. <laughs> right. I'm gonna shit so hard, <laughs> my yeah. butthole's gonna be prolapsed. Yeah, it was cute, and it, and it, it was very uh, comic booky in the nature. You know, me, me and you, Adam, we always talk about more one shots. Yes, more one shots. Right. right. That's a very comic booky thing to just tell a one-off story, and mm-hmm. especially a one-off holiday story. They did it all the time in the comic books. They would do a one-off Spider-Man right. Christmas issue or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man or fucking Wolverine wearing a yeah. fucking Santa hat. And, yeah, right. You, know, you see that in the in the in the back end of like a November issue of whatever fucking book because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll advertise it across multiple different like not the normal spot. Right. Shannon, what'd you think of it? I loved it. In fact, I had already watched it um, last week, so yes. I watched it again today. She watched <laughs> cool. it before all of us, so yes, like, what does that say for us? We're all slackers. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I love the music. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the makeup made-up song in the front, mm-hmm. uh, where they're, he's like, you just found those instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing today. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love their, you know, distortion of a bunch of the, the Christmas lore and whatnot mm. i i really enjoyed it and apparently a lot because i've already watched it twice yeah so. yeah it was fun uh the band is the old 97s they're in okay. a- they're an actual um i would call them alt country they're they're okay. kind of an alt country band uh and um yeah that was i think i'm pretty sure that was kevin bacon actually singing with them because he he yeah. does sing and yeah he uh, has a music. band i thought right yeah yep. kevin bacon's that awesome yeah kevin yeah. bacon and like keanu Reeves should get together and make a, a super group of other uh movie stars i doubt that they're into the same kind of music i imagine kevin Bacon. that's why they should do it <laughs> a little bit country a little bit of rock and roll a little bit of rock and roll <laughs> yeah, right exactly. But yeah, can we just talk about how fantastic Kevin Bacon oh looks? Oh my though? god, dude, he was just so happy. He's just like running around, and I'm like, he's just, he's so agile <laughs> I, I, still. I like I like when somebody gets added, like you know, they from like the quote unquote real verse. Yeah. You know, so like, hey, look, it's Kevin Bacon that gets to be Kevin Bacon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he did also mention Bruce Wayne and Batman in this. Yeah. So apparently now Bruce Wayne and Batman are canon in the MCU. Uh, Which is can fun that... as hell. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can that most, happen? For the most ironic and fun reasons. Yeah. I... Well, I mean, just their stroll through California. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of franchises you could pull in now right. because they had all those people dressed up in the court <laughs> gobots doing- yeah <laughs> yeah gobot I'm sorry one of his one of his cousin was killed by a gobot <laughs> what because <laughs> transformers technically are are part of the mc or part of the marvel universe yeah, they were a marvel is- franchise yeah yeah and, at one time yeah and like so is gi joe yep absolutely yeah steve <laughs> why are you running away <laughs> Yeah, I love Pom Clemente. I think she's really funny, and she's really come into that role a lot. Uh, since her first appearance, she was really trying to find herself and find that character, and uh, she's really come into that character well. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is um, Peter Quill and Chris Pratt. The last couple things I've seen him in, he looks very checked out. Of this yeah. all. Am I wrong about that? No, he totally looks checked out. Mm. The problem is... Well, I shouldn't say the problem. I think what that is is that he's, do- he's done other things. Like, um, I think at the same time he was going into or about to do uh, the... the um, that series um, he was in where he's a fucking special forces dude yeah, on fucking Amazon yeah. and I think he was reading like the script for that or getting prepared for that mm-hmm. so that might explain some of it it yeah. definitely explains the change in like how he looks yeah. because I mean right, he looked like pretty well in shape compared to like when he was in Parks and Rec where he looked like you know just an average Midwest slob yeah um, who wasn't fat, but like you could definitely tell in twenty years he would be. Yeah. Um. But uh, so then you look at him in the next, you know, in, in future things, and he's bulked up. Like he's still like he's not fat. He's just bulked up, and that's part of it. Is he still looked like he was, uh, like he's bulking up? Because Peter, like in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, he was he's pretty like slim. He wasn't like. You could tell that he like he worked out and got into shape, you know. And especially if you go looking around for like images of him outside of movies, you know, there's plenty of them of him like you right. know in a tank top or shirtless, and it's like, god damn, dude! Like I'm, Chris Pratt, dude, you're fucking, you know, nice, good job, right? I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not necessarily talking about his physical appearance, um, no, but, but I'm that, just talking that about changes like, the shape of his face, yeah, which can help, like, which can lead to him looking checked out and part of it is like i said he was probably getting prepped for another role as and that's probably distracting him right i i think it's either really good acting or really bad acting if he personally is checked out of the franchise to, i think he was trying to more portray the fact that he lost gamora exactly exactly that yeah. that's that's my other thing like i'm like well he's just a different peter quill now you know what yeah. i mean Different. Well, and he's got all this responsibility because they definitely led up to the there's all this stuff they got to do to get nowhere set up for people right. to live. So he could just be overwhelmed. Yeah. And another reason to celebrate the holidays for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. What we'll better see. way than to uh, go and kidnap Kevin Bacon? Because that's the most <laughs> logical choice you can make to make him feel better. Oh, I love the scene where they're on Earth and Mantis is like, why are they all staring? Didn't we put on the, the cloak like you told me? And he like reaches over. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> the scene in the bar was great. That was fantastic. I, I yeah, love that. Um, well, I had no idea they were in like a gay bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I they, totally, that. they totally were. <laughs> they yeah, didn't mention the, it, but they were. <laughs> like uh, the lack of any woman in there wasn't the first clue off. Oh, there were a few. There were a few. There were a few. But yeah, it was mostly uh, dudes dancing with dudes, which is totally fine. It looked like a really fun club. Yeah, it did. Actually, it really did, man. Like, I was yeah. like, like, and you couldn't tell from the doorman. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, you go in, this is doorman. And it's like, why not? Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. Uh, good time. Highly recommend it. Why not? It won't hurt you. Yeah, it's, it's 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's 40. Yes. You, you can spend 45 yeah, minutes yeah, doing there's worse there's not things. a big commitment to it. Yeah. 
And, yeah. So uh, it'll, uh, it'll complete your checklist of uh, being current on the MCU. Correct. Correct. You'll be you'll be <laughs> current with all the Batman canon and Kevin Bacon canon. Oh, Batman. And even Kira Sedgwick is in the MCU now I, too. Yeah, you can barely hear her. <laughs> <laughs> like she's in there so much as that like Kevin Bacon meant, is talking to her on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great though. Uh and it, I, I bet you that was I bet you that was really Kevin Bacon's house. Oh, probably. <laughs> it's a nice house. He had a nice looking tree. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I thought he'd have like more property. Cause yeah. that like that driveway was way too short. Like, dude, if I was that famous, I'd be like, "Fuck you, eh, Hollywood." You Quarter know. mile nah. away. I wouldn't even fuck, man. Like, I suppose if you kind of want to live in Hollywood, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. As I say, if I was famous, I'm not living there. No, no. Right. Like some asshole can ro- randomly roll up, but I guess like, yeah, I suppose it'd want to be kind of close to the cops. Yeah. Because when some asshole rolls up, or aliens, yeah, aliens. Anyway, Hell that's our kidnapping me and stealing my Christmas decorations. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. of them. That's our review for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy: The Holiday Special, one of the better holiday specials that I've seen so far. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and we're going to talk about Willow when we come back. Right after this, stay tuned. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. Alright, welcome back to the show. Travis, Christine, Shannon, Adam here. And we are going to be reviewing the first three episodes of the new willow series streaming on disney plus um as far as the original willow movie i know that christine and i are big fans of the original willow movie directed by ron howard and produced and really created by george lucas uh it's very much in the same vein of Star Wars in a hero's journey, just kind of in another setting. I know that we were watching, rewatching the original movie last night at my mom's house, and it struck me more than ever the similarities with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, just the hero of a thousand faces and all that stuff, I mean, which is very much George Lucas's thing. Uh, but I mean, just told in a different setting, uh, you know, I, I love the original movie. Uh, Adam, you're a fan of the original movie as well, right? Yeah. Okay. And And Shannon, trying to rewatching it, but yeah, I like it. Shannon, you had never seen it until yesterday, correct? That is correct. It was always on the list, but it was never apparently high on the list. Right. Um, and so you watched it last night for the first time. Uh, I was following you on social media as you were watching it. You were doing kind of a stream of consciousness, uh, kind of note-taking while you were watching it. Uh, some some really good stuff there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, I, I should have prepared for it and asked you to read a few of the comments, um, but I didn't think about it. Until well, now. I can tell you the one that Facebook made me delete. <gasps> oh, sure, yeah. Oh, do tell. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me find it again. Um, okay. Here, let me take a second to pull up my social media because well, I found it, it so hilarious. It's the first time Facebook ever yelled at me. So wow. <laughs> I had to take a picture of it and post it up. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. It was during the actual fight. So I said, uh, Woot! Glad to see Rizelle doesn't fight like a girl. Nice fist. Punch her in the face. Hmm. <laughs> That got and, me in trouble. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. you're being too pro woman. <laughs> no, I was being I was promoting violence. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. Really? Is that how? It I works? find that hilarious, considering like the sheer volume of fucked up posts I've put on Facebook throughout, yeah. like the entire time I've been on there. Yeah. And some of the shit I've shared. Yeah. 
Like, there were some good ones in there, I thought. I mean, I have 127 comments on the post. Yeah. Dude, it was it was a riot reading them. I was like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. Yes. It was really good. So what did you think overall of the film? Overall, the brownies are my favorite person or character. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, there was a lot of talk about Val and his, you know, his chest, which probably had its own separate contract for as often mm-hmm. as you saw it on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, his nice hair that mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to play with. It was mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inspirational, really, for me. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I would probably watch it again. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I just... As far as... there, There's like a group of those fantasy movies that all came out in the 80s. Uh, the really, you know, like famous ones. Uh, Legend. Legend, Labyrinth, uh, Willow. Movies like that. Either you're a big fan of or not. Like, I love Legend. Dude, I, I love, love Legend. Willow. I can't stand Labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> the cod piece on David Bowie is I, amazing. It is. Uh, <laughs> David Bowie is amazing, but the music in that movie is atrocious. Uh, and it's way too long. Uh, that one stupid scene where they're just running around the village over for so long. I I I really can't stand that movie. It's just the, it gets it's like the trash heap village. And I also think Dark Crystal is annoying as hell and yeah, way it's not even good. It's not, it, oh, I don't I even like it. You you can okay. just keep the Dark Crystal. I don't care for it. Yeah, the, don't don't feel inclined to see the Dark Crystal. The Zexies are just the Zexies are gross. They're gross. Gotcha. I don't like them. Anyway, uh, but I do love Legend and all. That. Anyway, uh, it's in the vein of those movies. Out of all those movies that came out, Willow has the most heart and humor to it. That's one of the things about it. Uh, it's 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 got a lot of actually laugh out loud funny jokes that work, and they work primarily because of the excellent writing, the excellent directing, and the actors, especially Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer delivers some very very funny lines in that movie. That even after seeing it so many times, I was watching it last night and I'm laughing out loud <laughs> watching it. Like he's just he's funny. He's like he's a lovable scoundrel. You know, very much in the same vein of Han Solo, right? Yeah, yeah. I but I think even that. funnier than Han Solo. Um, oh yeah, better hair than Han Solo. So. <laughs> I mean, there were things I I was calling out. I was like, oh, here's the enemies to the lovers with. With Val and the princess. And yeah. She actually had real honest-to-God armor on her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in one of those gosh-darn bikini chainmail things. Oh, I yeah. love having all my vital organs open to getting stabbed with a sword. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. If, if you're a lady in a fantasy movie, you have to have most of your breasts exposed oh, for some Oh, chainmail bikini bras? Just, oh, they do it for me. And, you know, we, we, can't, we can't actually, like, cover your legs with any armor oh, either. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta wear heels too because no matter yeah. what era, you have yeah. to have little pointy heels. But in that movie, we get one thing that we don't get in a lot of fantasy movies, which is two older women who are the main wizards, and they're fighting at the end. Like you yeah. almost, you never. If you get wizards in a fantasy movie, they're not. They're not women. If if a woman is in that role, she's a witch. You know what I mean? And these aren't really witches. They're wizards. They're wizards. You know what I mean? Sorceresses. Yeah, sorcerers. You know, and and, and I I just love that about that movie. It's just, there's a lot of really strong female characters in there. And a lot of the men are almost like side characters. Yeah. And, And especially like Mad Mardigan, he's, he's very much, you know, a side character and, um, you know, Sorsha. Look, it's it's great. It's just made great. Now, let's transition to that into what we just saw today. And I'm watching the first three episodes of this, trying to take it in. You know, you can't really... You have to take in a lot of the things into account when you judge it against the original movie. Okay? But it's it's my strong belief that you have to you absolutely have to if you're going to continue on a franchise and do a reboot of a franchise if it's a marvel property a star wars property whatever the first thing that you have to get right is the spirit 
the spirit of the film, the spirit of the whole mythos, the canon, and me watching these first three episodes, they just drop the ball. They completely drop the ball. Is is this series... It's well-made. It's well-made. The actors are doing fine. It uh, looks good. Everything. But it does not feel like Willow. In the same way that Andor is made well and feels nothing like Star Wars and is bad Star Wars, in my opinion. And if you think differently, you're wrong. But um, <laughs> this is, in the same vein, this is a decent series so far. I can't judge it altogether, but I mean, from I've given three solid episodes, and it's well made, it's well acted, but the humor falls flat, because they do try to put a lot of humor in this, but it completely falls flat, it is very unnatural to the story that they're trying to tell, and it, they're just all wet farts in church, all the jokes that come across, and I, I, I just don't really care for it. I, I don't like it that much. It does not feel like Willow. You're sitting there staring at Warwick Davis. You're staring at Willow. You're talking about Alora, you know, and all these things that we're supposed we're familiar with, but none of it looks like Willow and none of it feels like Willow. And I was just overall very disappointed by it. Let's go to Adam next. What did you think of it, man? Um, I don't know that I shit on it quite this hard. Um, they're doing a lot of world building and gap filling, which is okay, understandable, but it's a fucking lot for three episodes out it's of I don't know how many. Yeah. Um, I, the writers are doing for this show are doing a really good job of making me dislike the characters that you're probably supposed to like yeah. or probably supposed to identify with. Yeah. Um, what's her fuck that was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Jade, I don't but, know. Yeah, I. She is a really good actress. I know she is. Yeah, I didn't like her in fucking so uh, in Solo. Yeah, Star Wars Tale. Yeah, uh, I shouldn't say she's a really good actress. She's adequate because like her mien is just like she has no facial range. Yeah, and like all of her expressions are pretty much the same. And then like the roles that she get, it's like okay, um, like. Okay, and she's and I kind of I dig what her character is supposed to be. Yeah, but nah. The three times I've seen her, Adam, she always kind of plays this character. Right, and, and as soon like, as I saw her, as soon as I saw her, as disappointed right. as I was in her playing Emphasis, and then the the character that she played in Falcon and Winter Soldier, which Emphasis was was fine, but the in Falcon and Winter Soldier, her character was just atrocious absolutely atrocious and as soon as i saw her I'm, in this I'm, my I'm eyes rolled to the back and, of my head right and not believable like she's better in this but like she's basically she's i think she's gonna wind up being one of those people who is like you know whatever her real name uh, you know you know it's dash, aaron like, kellyman aaron right, aaron so kellyman it's, it's gonna be jade comma aaron kellyman as jade yeah right like it's fucking whatever the fuck uh, Antonio Banderas or fucking George Clooney as whatever the fuck. Right. Like, right. they're they're casting you because you play that dude, right? There's right. no real... We haven't seen any range out of her. Right. Um, the character Kit, unsurprising, hate it. Yeah. <clears throat> the dude who's supposed to be wedded to Kit, I like him, he's fine. Tony um, Revolori is a great yeah, actor, and I think he's, he's hilarious. I like his character. Yeah. I don't think he's given enough... Uh, I think it's good that they're not pushing him being funny as much. Yeah. Which is uh, what he does well, though. Right, but I think it's good that they're not pushing that. So they're allowing him to like have a little bit more depth than he is used to playing. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, what's his... Uh, the, the guy fucking Borman. Love him. Love Borman. Love but, Borman. But they're fucking kind of like overplaying. They're making him one-dimensional, slowly but surely. Like at mm-hmm. first, it was kind of like, "Oh, cool, all right." So that's who this dude is. And they're like, "All right, cool. I can see Bard Radigan like fucking this dude being his apprentice or his yep. fucking his squire." Yep. And then it's just like, 
Yeah. All right, we get it. The dude's kind of out for him fucking self. Like yeah. you he's, can play, stop he's playing the Mad Mardigan role. I mean, right? It's it's you don't have to have like the same archetypes in every. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like a lot like, of this, a lot of the story dude, so far has been fucking telegraphed. I I, I love the actor. I love the actor who's playing Borman, and I love the role and everything. But I'm just so bored right. by it because I'm just like, dude, you don't have to put the same archetypes in right. in the in the series again. Like, we don't need another Han Solo. Right. Like. And I get that it's X amount of years later, which yeah. I'm not really sure how many years later it is, but, well, it can't be that much, because fucking... She's like a teenager. Alor- yeah, Alora's like 20 at most. Yeah. Like, so it's only 20 years later. Fucking Willow looks fucking way older beyond his years, so maybe they need to explain why his fucking, his village has been fucked, mm-hmm. but they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um... I like the aspect of there's only a finite amount of magic within him mm-hmm. that they're alluding to or showing, but like his his fucking hubris is like way being overplayed. Yeah, I I know me and Adam are taking up <laughs> majority of the time here, but the, you right. know what the impression that I got from him, uh, the disappointment that I got from him, and I love Warwick Davis, uh, but I had the same problem with him that I had when we were reintroduced to Luke Skywalker is that I want to see Luke Skywalker be the Jedi master now. And we didn't right. get to see that. We get to see him just throwing a lightsaber over his shoulder. And as cute as that was, and as clever as you think that was, it was a huge fucking disappointment and a slap in the face to star Wars fans. And I will right. never forgive them for and, that. And, and Mark Hamill is even like, but Luke wouldn't do this. this Luke would never Luke. do that. Luke would never like, do that. Right, and it's like, I mean, why would you not listen to the dude who played the guy, the character, for fucking three movies, you know? Like, sorry, this is like a a major sidebar, but it's like, why would you not listen to the dude who played the character through three movies and took notes from the guy who fucking created the character? Right, and and, in that same vein, it's not really sidebar, because in that same vein, I so desperately wanted Willow to be a great wizard now. You know, right. like to have come into his own, and right. and it's like in sixteen years, apparently he got power and lost it, and and he's and getting he, he's he still has petulant, it. That petulance of I'm the are you the high Alwyn? Yeah, I know, I like, know. Are you like no? But fuck you. I know. Anyway, Shannon, we we were talking too much. Shannon, what did you think of it? Um, I was not a fan. Yeah. And predictably, it's. Because it feels like they're playing to the audience poorly, yes. in fact. Um, I don't... I'm so sick and tired of the trope where you have a pair of twins and the girl is the, the tomboy and the boy is not. Yeah. And I am just so sick of that and how yeah. strong-headed, uh, pig-headed and stubborn Kit is. Yes. Um, Alora is beautiful, but she's useless. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So, I mean, the casting is nice, but that's not how I would picture Alora growing up. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> not it's, at it's all. Such, it's such a stark <laughs> departure from anything you would want. And I, I, Adam, you sent me that article that earlier this week about... And oh, that's a good thing. And that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, no, this, is nothing, this is nothing like Willow... But that's a good thing, and and that's what no, like they not. keep doing with the reboots of these of these franchises. Andor is nothing like Star Wars, and here's why that's a good thing. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would never have watched it except one. You asked me to, and I had just watched Willow. Yeah. Um, but if if it wasn't even branded as Willow, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, it's it feels like Lord of the Rings. It feels like other things. It's high it, fantasy, that's all. Yeah, it's high fantasy. You, you you could, I mean, you could call it something else, and I would watch it, and I would still be annoyed by the tropes. But nothing of this feels like Willow. Nothing. It doesn't. It does not feel all like right, it at all. Right. Christine, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah. dude, it it does not feel like Willow. I hated the performances from all of the younger people because they would do like I'm gonna kick your ass or use words and phrases from our time oh, in this, God. and it kept on becoming jarring. And, and the music, wor- dude, dude, I was just gonna bring that up. The fucking Metallica <laughs> song that was brought up the uh, the cover of Metallica. At the- I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck you. 
Like, why are you not taking the beautiful music from the original Willow and using that? So you're just going to use some in the now, like... Because it was probably cheaper to... It's probably cheaper to pay for the fucking... To pay for that than it was to get the actual composition made. Yeah, they can't... On on their budget, they're not going to hire James Horner or even, you know, pull... John Williams for even a, a theme or anything, you know. It, it just it, it wasn't good, but just like it, everything was just so like, hey, we're gonna do the checklist of stuff, and then we're gonna have Warwick Davis in here and do a couple lines. But it just, I don't know what they were planning on going for. But like this, yeah, you could have slapped any other name on it, but I probably would never watch it if if I didn't already think that hey, I like Willa, but this this was just not good. If I had seen this maybe ten years ago. I would have a little more open mind to it than I do now. But after so many reboots, after so many reboots doing the same fucking thing, beat by beat, they go through the first movie and give you that same thing again. Oh, the baby puked on him? We're going to have him puked on by somebody else. Uh, They they consult the bones? We're going to consult the bones again. And hold on. They actually had parts of the original movie boop bopping through the entire thing. So it's like... I don't know. Like, I was really, really hoping this would be a good series. Like, I didn't go in with a bad state of mind. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to be open to it. Maybe they'll get it right. And I'm like, no, this could have been done by a high school musical for crying out loud. Right. Like, I was actually pretty excited when I saw that they were going to do a Willow series. Like, yeah. hey, I was years really... after the fact. Yeah. I you know, in like the first episode, I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I kind of don't like some of this, but whatever. We'll see. And then. And two, I'm like, eh, but Borman, okay, all yeah. right. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's not bad, but it's but it mediocre same, as hell, and it takes yeah, no at chances. Same, and at the same time, it's not good either. It's Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's not good, it's not bad, it's mediocre as fuck, and that is the worst crime that you mm-hmm. can commit. You have right. all this money, you have all this money and all this power as, as Disney... And George Lucas is an executive producer, I, I'm sure only in name. Only right. in name. And Ron Howard's an executive producer, it's too. I'm lazy. sure only in name. It's just lazy, man. But it's it's lazy as fuck, and you can take this. I mean, it's fine. It's totally fine. But, like, it's not exceptional and magical like the you original Willow. It, you say it's fine, dude. And I just picture that little dog in the house sitting at the table, and the whole fucking world is burning around him. Yeah, yeah it's fine. That's already. fine. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's... They failed to make you care about the characters at all. So if anything, the little they did a prince, great job. Yeah, that's a ro- you know that care. romanticizes the whole keep. I don't care that he just got kidnapped. Oh, the dumbass like, in distress instead of the lady yeah. getting taken. It was him. Like, oh, what a twist! Ah. They fridged him. They, they fridged, fridged him. him dude. You, you can talk about not wanting to fridge ladies in movies, and believe me, I'm so sick of that trope too. But then you just fridge a dude. Oh, okay, well, we've we've traded better. roles. How about? creating a whole new fucking plot line where we don't fucking put anybody in the refrigerator. How about that for fucking once? Create a fucking original storyline where we don't we use the fucking actors. We don't put anybody. We nobody's a MacGuffin. Well, that and they threw a romance in right away. It's like couldn't you just build up to that romance? No. I mean, it's like, look, I, I'm open to all that you kind of stuff, have, but give me a reason, reason to care. Give me a reason. But, you, but the thing is, is like, you have to have a reason for why fucking the Lord Orton is going on this thing. Yeah. You know? So right. that's kind of necessary. Right. And it's like, but it didn't have to be so... Dude, you could you could write you could uh, write it totally different. It doesn't have to be because she's chasing a boy. You know, right. like... Who, yeah, and she just happens to be his flavor of the week. This 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 script is trying to be so non-sexist that it ends up being completely yes, sexist. It, 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 it fucking it, does. It, it would only take ten minutes where you rewrite it, where they, you know, the they show up, the bad guys show up, and they attack the keep, and yeah. maybe they leave something behind, and yeah. they don't take anybody. But right. now you've got this proof that there's bad people out there, and they're all gonna go out and figure out what's going on, and they're gonna save the 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 kingdom, right. and then Alora who all along has felt like, hey, something's wrong. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This doesn't seem right. Goes, maybe this is my purpose. This is my time. I will tag along. Yeah. Right. And she stows away. She stows away. And, you know, then she's revealed to be with them. And they go on a quest. I mean, it's it's such. We just did it. We just wrote a better script. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's really disappointing is the fact that they, 
you know, they, they took this child who's destined, who has this great destiny, or potentially a great destiny, and they fucking make her a kitchen handmaid. They hit, her, they hit her away. It's the stupidest thing you could have done. She's right. supposed to She's, save the world. It, right. You, you've done nothing in at all to prepare her. Like, prepare for the, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Like, sure, keep her identity secret, but, like, dude, maybe she sh- Jade, the character who's Jade, should have actually been Laura Dorn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right, and then like, and they just have Sora should be like, yeah, we know you wanted to become a uh, this specific type of knight, but we're just gonna we're gonna keep you here at the keep, and you're gonna continue, you know, training with what's his fuck who got fucking demon possessed, right? You know, and like have her be severely disappointed, whatever. You can even keep the stupid fucking muffin girl in there. That could be her love interest. The muffins. Jesus yeah. Oh, yeah. And so much talk about those fucking muffins. I burnt my muffins. <laughs> my muffins! You burnt my fucking muffins, Willow. Uh, my <laughs> muffins are very fucking burnt by your fucking mediocre, lazy fucking... I just... I, I get so angry. I get so angry when when big studios make something like this because they have so much power. They have so many creative people, like actually creative right. people working on this, these things and they get edited down to like this homogenized absolute fan service dreck that ends up not being for the fans at all. Dude, and what's worse is if you say anything as a fan, like, hey, this wasn't good, and here's why. You get completely told, like, oh, you're a hater, or you're sexist, or whatever, instead of just being like, oh, okay, we'll take that into consideration. No, we're just going to tell you you're wrong. That's why like, I continue to do this podcast. I don't care how many people listen to... Th- I mean, I do care how many people listen. Right. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, we love it. you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like... Criticism is so important, and we don't get enough like good criticism in the world right, like, right I, now. It's people are they're just too afraid to say anything about anybody's anything, and that's fine. Everything I don't want to just shit on people's work. A lot of people worked really hard on this, but you have to lay the blame at the people at the top, like Kathleen Kennedy, uh, people that have the creative <laughs> control over these kind of things. And are, are, are making these kind of things because people did work very hard on this. The actors in there worked very hard on this. And I don't want to shit on any of them, but they're involved in a franchise that and, and, and with a company, Disney, that just keeps not understanding the original like meaning and, and, and feel and purpose behind right. any of these stories. Yeah. And you know what's I don't the think that's thing? what it is. I think they have a, uh, an intellectual property yeah. and they believe that they're right. And they're gonna give you what. They're gonna give you your opinion. They're telling you this is what you want to watch, right? And not considering the fans and the people who are going to consume it and who are gonna be like, "Well, that's crap," because they got your money. You watched it, right? And they don't care that you didn't like it. The main... You'll watch another one when they put it out too. Exactly, Shannon. And the, mm. and the main problem, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, is that they first they first decide to make a Willow series, and then they write the script. You write a fucking great script, and then you make a series. You know what I mean? You do not... Everything is done so ass-backwards now. You do not decide to make a new Star Wars series and then write the script, and then hire... And then hire 15 people that you think will make a great script and just see what happens. And, oh my God, it didn't turn out well. No, you, you write one person, maybe two people, write a great script... And, and, and they work on it, and they slave over it for years, well, and then they submit it. Sure, right. And, and, you know? Right, and then, like, okay, so we'll use Star Wars as an example. We do that, right? And then we hand it over to fucking... We hand it over to the creator. We hand it over to George Lucas, We and you say, give this a few once-overs, provide us some notes, we'll come back in six months, Tell and, and we'll see where we're at there. And then you do that again, which is why it should take, like, five years... Before, like, you know, you get it. And while that one team is working on that first one, as soon as you get the thumbs up, the green light on that, and, like, doing minimal rewrites for whatever reason, maybe somebody had a contractual obligation, uh, an actor passes away, um, somebody does something stupid and gets themselves fucking blasted by the fucking media and the public at large for being fucking a misogynistic pig, whatever. You get another team working on a fucking... The part, you know, the next part of that series, and you work at that so that you can, in eighteen months after you drop part seven, you can drop part eight and then part nine, 
Because, dude, I guarantee you fucking George Lucas did not fucking... He's probably looking at that and just like, I should have never signed that contract and never should have sold my IP. Never, ever, ever. You know, look, you get... A lot of people can talk a lot of shit about George Lucas. And they can talk a lot of shit about the prequels. But you know what? Those fucking prequels are immensely more rewatchable than any of the sequel movies. I will watch episode (laughs) one, two, and three as bad as they are. I will watch them. They're actually very entertaining. I will watch those movies. I will not watch seven, eight, and nine. No fucking way. I can't stand Ray. Nope. (laughs) And it's not the actress's fault either. Just like when when everybody, when everybody had a huge problem with Rose in episode Mm -hmm. eight, yeah. Why are why are people why did people punish that poor woman? She did fine with what she was given. Yes. Right. She's not a yeah. shitty actress. She's not a shitty person. She is no. not Rose. She didn't write the part. No. Right. <laughs> like her her biggest crime was not seeing was not looking at that script and saying fuck you. But did she have that option? You're gonna tell you're gonna tell the mouse in fucking Lucasfilms to go fuck yourself as an actor. You know what? That's that's fucking that's career suicide. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, she probably got hired for Seven, and Seven was okay. And they're like, okay, well, you've now got a three-movie contract. So she didn't even know what she was walking into for eight. Yeah, yeah. Seven was okay. Seven was okay. And Seven Seven was a legitimate Star Wars movie. Yeah, but, I mean... More so than Andor is a Star Wars series. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, What was that, Shannon? No, I just said, you know, um, Seven's okay. You know, just not my favorite, and I don't know... Right. That I would watch it because I would feel compelled then to watch eight and nine to finish her arc. Exactly, which is right. dude. I have not revisited any of those movies after nine. It was just like, nope, they just gave up. Well, after seven came out, I watched it quite a few times, and there are parts of that movie that I really do like. Uh, but after eight and nine came out, it just soured me. It just Good soured boy. me. Yeah, it left a bitter taste in I, all of our mouths, dude. Right. Where it went, like, Shannon. I wish you could have seen, uh, like what five years ago, whatever. Yeah. Six years ago. So Christine and Travis and I, we went to Celebration down in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh. When they showed us the trailer for 8, mm-hmm. and we were on like the, the, the convention. The trailer like, for the 9. Main hall. Oh, I'm sorry. The trailer for 9. We were, on the, we were on the floor like with everybody else, like the main area. It was fucking dead silence. You would not be able to tell. There's probably like five, 6,000 people in that hall. Yeah. You couldn't wow. tell. It was just quiet. Yeah. And there was like mm-hmm. a fucking pregnant-ass pause after it ended. Yeah, and then it was like fucking just inspiring how fucking many people were cheering for that. Like, dude, me and Travis are both sitting there looking at each other, like practically shaking, and Christine there too, and we're like all ready to start woohooing, and then it was a fucking letdown. Yeah, yeah that like, was fun. Mm-hmm. That well, was fun, yeah. but uh, then we saw the movie, and, was... and then yeah, I felt shit on <laughs> as fans. Yeah, really felt shit on man. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I know we talked a lot about Star Wars during this review, but right. it's so really like, relevant. It's relevant. Right. It's very relevant. Right. So, like, here's the thing with Will. Should you watch it if you watch the original movie? Make that decision for your own. Don't rely on my opinion, because honestly, I don't know that I'm going to continue watching it for any other reason than for this podcast and because I already started watching it. Oh, wait, shoot. I have to continue watching this shit? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't feel obligated. No. Don't be free, no. Shannon. Be free. No, we're, Run. We're, we're, no, we're not going to We're not gonna continue to review it. I, maybe okay. maybe I, when it's over, we can sum, we can sum it up. Okay. But I'm not doing this week no, to week. No, no, I can't no. do Look, it, dude. If, if we could re- I'm really mad. If we could review this in a vacuum and, and just isolate it, but my, my, my past trauma from uh, more you know like other things like this happening has to be taken in effect with 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 taking into account with with this series and it, it affects my judgment a lot and right. when when the same company keeps giving us this bullshit and they're starting to do it with marvel now too they're starting to do it with marvel and i'm i'm just almost totally done with disney i just i yeah. The direction the company is going is just baffling to me. It's confusing. There's too many heads of the Hydra that are controlling it, and there's no one direction, and I don't like right. any of it, really. Disney lost but, its magic. No, no. They haven't lost their direction. Their direction is make money. Mm-hmm. They're just continuing down that vein. Yeah. They don't oh, have the imagination. And so the, like, yeah, that's why I'm yeah, saying the magic. Ability. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't keep... 
keep up on news very well, or because I just don't care to. But like I was the the video that I showed to Travis. Part of that was, dude, the CEO of Disney was fucking let go on a Sunday. Yeah. Just like you're done, get back fucking what's his face, Bob Iger. Eisner. Yeah, and yeah, they, get, get they, they, they brought back Bob Iger because right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like basically because he knows how know. to do it. <laughs> right, you know, like, he he knows how to do it. Which, which to me, honestly, is I don't want to be optimistic about it, but I'm a little optimistic about it because I'm sure that dude will fucking continue the house cleaning if needed. Maybe, to... but I think he's just a placeholder until they find yeah. somebody else. I, he probably stepped in because they needed somebody to do it. But honestly, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean. <laughs> who could really do it? Who could really do? Who could really do it well? Favreau? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but like, then you take Favreau away from doing what he does good. Exactly. Exactly. Like, don't take the sh- don't take the creatives out of the creative roles. You know what I mean? But you need right. somebody in that role that cares about the spirit of Disney. That you know they used to be called Disney Imagineers. Yes. Right. And yeah. now they're Disney fucking profiteers. That's exactly what they are. And the whole spirit of what did I mean? Walt Disney. He was. <laughs> he was. You know, in a lot of ways, uh, a very complicated person and very demanding. But one thing that he cared about was the imagination yes. and, and and the exploration of it all and, right. and like, the fun of it all. Right? right. Like, don't get it twisted. He wanted to exploit something for profit. But, yes. like, he, he had respect for, for the product and the consumer. And always pushing the boundaries to make it more yes. imaginative, more fun, more wonder, more wonder of it all, right. you know? And he was obsessed with that idea and constantly evolving, constantly evolving. And right. now we're just like the, the the market, part of it's the market is so competitive. They have to compete against HBO and they have to compete against Disney right. and Netflix and all of that. And they have to get out the new things. They have to keep on a schedule. Right. They have to compete with things that they can't outright buy. But the, the imagineering of it all is gone. The magic to yes. me is gone. So, you know, keep watching it if you want to. Uh, it'll be totally mediocre and it'll be totally fine. But I expect more out of my artists. I expect more out of my creators in this. I will, I'll say the th- same thing about uh, bands and musicians. I expect more out of you. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, you could say, hey, the, the, the actors, they're not at fault. Well, they, they read the script and they signed up to do it. I know a job is a job. But as an artist, you have to set a higher standard for yourself than just getting a job. You know, like I could run out there and get a job right now and make three times what I make right now. But I love my fucking life right now. I love my long, luxurious naps. (laughs) And I love the ability that I'm able to do this podcast. I, if I had a nine to five or that, you know, that I used to have, I was never able to do things like this. But I need as a person to create something. I need to create something or I right. don't feel fulfilled at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether anybody listens to this or not, it fulfills me to do it. And I imagine ways that we could do this better. And I imagine, you know, I, I, I want to keep it evolving. And so that's what you should do as an artist and a creator. Okay. And, and if you're an actor involved in these kind of things, expect better out of yourself. Maybe starve a little bit. It's okay to starve a little bit for your art. It's okay to be hungry. It's okay. It's okay. It's better to be hungry. Like you want, you thrive better with hunger. If you're content, then you're not going to create that hard. Right. So that wraps up this episode for this week. I hope you all listen to the end and uh, put up with our bitching for this week. But it's important bitching, in my opinion. Criticism is super important. And, I mean, when you say criticism, it gets such a negative connotation these days. But it really just means, you know, as artists, we have to open ourselves up to constructive criticism. I think we were very constructive. We, we mentioned other ways this could have been done better. Criticism makes you better. We didn't just shit on somebody and make fun of people and stuff. It's really for a reason, because we want better art. We want better art as fans of things, and this oh, yeah. doesn't cut it. Right. The side benefit for me is I get to shit on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like... I mean, like we, like you said, dude, we, we identified ways that this could be better. Like, okay, maybe in our opinions, but there's like, 
millions of different ways that it could be better. And if you invite in enough criticism and take notes, dude, evolve, expand, get better. Like, yeah, fucking, ugh. Yeah, I agree. So that wraps it up this week. Thank you, Shannon, for filling in again this week for Trisha because Trisha doesn't watch our nerdy stuff. (laughs) She survived this hell. She was a smart one. I I appreciate it very much. Touche, Trisha. (laughs) Touche. She knew better. She knows better. She knows better. (laughs) And anyway, uh, yeah, and for uh, Christine and Adam and also for Trisha, This has been Radio Free Galaxy, episode 131. Please remember to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and the Spotify app. It helps us to get uh, higher in search results. It's very easy. Just leave us a rating, a little four stars, five stars, three stars. I don't care as long as you have an opinion. (laughs) As long as you have a fucking opinion. Right. I would really appreciate that. It helps us get higher in search results when somebody search for searches for re- movie review podcasts or anything like that. Uh, please, please do that. It's totally free. And follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to Radio Free Galaxy on YouTube. I just put a full Missing Persons concert from 1983 up Ooh. on the YouTube channel. Check it out. It's really it's fun. It's excellent. Yeah. I think I did some good work on that one. Looks pretty good, despite yes. the poor quality of the VHS tape that I was digitizing from. But, yeah, check it out. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.